Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode because we have on the show my bestie, Jackie. What's up, Jackie? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. We are going to dive into actually talking about the feels that come with transitions because as you may or may not know, we announced on the podcast on Monday and I shared on social media that my fiance, Sina, has decided to take a step back from dentistry and jump into this entrepreneurial space with me and we are so excited, but also there are so many feels that have come up from that that it's made me think about how valuable it is to talk in a really honest, raw way about how it actually feels when you're making changes. And I've made a lot of changes in my career. And I think it's really important that we share about that. So we're going to kind of just riff on this. This is going to be fun. I'm not in. Let's <laughs> yeah. So I think where I really want to start that some women listening to this episode might be able to connect with is um, my background, which was first in network marketing. So uh, I had a job that on paper made a lot of sense and I actually had great career trajectory, great managers, but I had this gut feeling that I wanted something more and I didn't really know what more meant. I don't think that more means that you need to be an entrepreneur or that you need to have a side hustler. What I just felt like was like more aligned for me where I was like, I like this job and it makes sense, but I just feel like there's something else that I want to do. So I early on decided that I was going to just start trying things out. I was like, I'm just going to try things out that I could maybe be interested in. And I was very fortunate that the first thing that I tried out on the side of my full-time corporate job was in network marketing and it was super fulfilling. And Jackie, you were along for the very beginning of that. So maybe we could just touch on that too. Like when I came to you and said that I was going to start a network marketing business, because some women might be able to connect with that. Because <laughs> yeah. we lived together at the time and she came in and was just like, is this a weird idea? Like, is this a cool, like, what do you, what do you think about this? And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. You absolutely need to do this. You're going to take this to the top and just bring me with you. I mean, we should, you should do this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the fears and why I came to Jackie is this, this fear is aligned for starting anything new was holy crap. What are people going to think about me? I was so worried about what like friends or family would think. Like I didn't know how to do this. Right. So anyone starting something new, whether that's a podcast, a blog, making a transition, starting a business, starting a network marketing business, you don't know how to do that thing. So you're really nervous of what other people are going to think because they're going to watch you suck at first because you suck at the beginning of doing anything. And I knew that was going to come. And it was so powerful for me in that exact moment. I knew exactly who to come to, which random little tip from this is when you've got an idea on your heart, don't go to the person that's going to talk you out of it. Go to the person that you know is going to pour belief into you when you need it. And I needed it so badly, which is why I came to Jackie. And I was like, I want to start this thing. Holy crap. I'm really nervous what people are going to think. Her response was like, hell yeah, let's go. This makes sense. Like, take me with you. Let's do this thing. And, um, 
that was a really fulfilling transition because I think a lot of times we focus on and the narrative that we hear is your career has to be your fulfillment. And I am not, uh, I, I do not believe that at all. I think that you can have so many different streams of fulfillment, including doing something on the side with no intention to actually build it into a full-time thing, which was actually how I started. Your vision was like, you saw the potential in it. You're like, this could be your full-time job. This could be crazy for both of us. But I didn't see that straight out the gates. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important conversation to have is like, I mean, how much do you hear about that? It's like, make your passion your paycheck. And that's, I think it's kind of BS. Honestly, because I mean, I mean, even those first like few years, it was like, because you were working a crazy busy job. I think you were a project manager at the time and you were, we lived with two other girls and it was like, you were working so late. Like you were in bed first because you'd stay up like answering emails. You were up first doing all these things. And this like energy that you had that got, that brought from this network marketing business, you were just immediately so hyped. And it wasn't even like the, business was making all this money or anything like that. It was like two and a half customers and you were so (laughs) stoked to help these people. And it just rejuvenated all this passion that you were able to then go to work too and crush it there. But then you came home and you poured into this thing that you were so excited about. And that passion was there even without the paycheck. And that's ultimately... That's how you know that something's aligned too, is like not everything has to be monetized, right? Like some things you just do on the fun or on the side for fun or for extra fulfillment. And in my case, this side business, I didn't have so much pressure on it that it had to be something. So it was really fulfilling for me. And then I think what happened is, you know, a few months later, I caught like a bigger vision of what this could be. And it lit what's always been in me, which is this like entrepreneurial spirit. And I know some women listening to this might connect with this of like, I mean, I was the girl that sold Huckleberry Jam on the street corner. Like I sold bracelets when I was in elementary school. I think a lot of entrepreneurs connect with like, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how to actually build a business. I didn't have examples of it. My friends weren't doing it. So I was like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'll just follow this path that society tells me I should follow. But what was cool about having something on the side was it gave me that fulfillment And then once I had a bigger vision, which is what happened to me like a few months in, I was like, wait, this could be something huge. Then Sina and I moved from Seattle, left left living with Jackie, moved to New York City with Sina. And I started to transition, started working at Google at the time, and then started to really actively build this business. But I think there is a transition there too, where it's like, first, being willing to try something out. And a a lot of times people are like, Keisha, what's my thing? How do I figure out what my thing is? And what I've always found to be helpful is this advice that my grandma gave me early on in my career that she said to look for problems to fix and whether those problems are for yourself. Like for me, I just wanted more fulfillment, even though I wanted to stay in my career. I knew there was going to be other women like that, which is why I started a network marketing business. I ha- I was struggling with my health and my own body image. So I wanted to work, working on my own health and fitness goals. I was looking for problems to fix for myself and for other people. And that is such a powerful way to, to develop something on the side. And then when the vision gets bigger, then you get to adjust and transition to like, holy crap, now I have to become a person that can show up in a different way because the vision is so much bigger. So that was an interesting transition in itself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would even like one thing I would add to that too, that I think is so important for people to hear and that I noticed a lot in you and you still to this day do this, but it seems like a lot of times when people have this thing that they're really passionate about, but it's not, it's not for money. It's not, it's not for the paycheck or anything like that. It's just something they love. The minute they flip the switch into, okay, now this is going to be a business. 
they forget to have fun with it or they forget to celebrate the small wins or just enjoy what they're doing because they put so much pressure on this. And that's, I see it happen all the time with hobbyists, with other network marketers, with whatever it is, where it's like the minute they get in their head about, oh, I have to make money now, they forget to celebrate every customer that comes in or every new candle they make or whatever it is because they lose the joy because all of a sudden they have this pressure and you never stopped celebrating every single little moment along the way, which I think is so important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point because that sustained enthusiasm is everything. And it doesn't mean you have to have personality like mine or like be like all over the place, but it's like, it's just, how can you get excited? Like, why did you start that thing in the first place? And I think that's really powerful. And the same rules apply to even if you aren't building a business. It still applies to like when you're going to school or when you're trying to like grow in your career path. It's like, how can I make this process even more enjoyable than what the process can produce? Because that does help with transition. And that does help when you're navigating changes or pushing yourself or just like in this messy middle stage is when you're actually savoring the stage that you're in rather than wishing it away, wishing that you were at some other goal. And I didn't do that when I built a side business. And I didn't do that when we moved to New York and it was so overwhelming, like living with a boy for the first time. I was like, oh, you're dirty and you have a lot of hair. Um, <laughs> me too. But I, I just remember like all of those transitions, like that is such a common theme. If you're wondering like, what's your thing? Be curious. Try things on for size, right? Look for problems to fix. If you're wondering how to get more joy in your life, Look for more joy. Look for how you can get obsessed with the process. Look for how you can get excited and enthusiastic about the day that you have in front of you because there was a prior version of you that wished that you were were where you are today. And we forget that part, right? Like we get into the middle of something and we're just like, now we want the next promotion. We want the next thing. We want the next, ugh. It's like, remember when you applied to that job that you now have that you're super stoked about that you got? Like, how can we soak that up a little bit more? And I think that's super powerful. And I mean, and on that, I guess like, this is kind of just a random conversation that we're having here. But from that, I think there's been a lot of other transitions. And obviously you've seen a lot of that, which is for me, this business that I was building that we started in January of 2014, it massively took off. There was a couple of years that I was really, really fulfilled by it. So excited about it. And then you noticed the change in me where I was like, what do I do now? Like I got what I thought that I wanted. People are clapping for me. I'm getting all these opportunities. What's wrong with me that I don't want this anymore? Why do I feel guilty about this? And I think some people can connect with that, right? Yeah. I remember a really big one that stood out too was it became harder and harder for you to really commit to these goals that you were setting because the goals didn't mean anything. There was no heart connection to that goal. So it was like, because you're, you're so, you're such a ninja with your mind. Like you can tell, like convince yourself of anything, but for some reason those goals weren't sticking. And I think that should be a warning sign for anyone. If like, whether it's a corporate job or a network marketing job or other type of business that you're doing, if you're really struggling to stick to that vision, to really like follow through with it, there's some type of fulfillment and joy and happiness missing. And that was really where those warning signs really started to come up for you. Yeah. Well, and I remember we would talk about this where I would be like, okay, this is this big goal. And it was weird because I I knew that I was capable. I knew that I had the skill set to do it, but I could never. Everyone was telling you too. Yeah. Hyping it up like, oh, you'll crush that. You got this. You're the perfect person for it. And it was like, 
but it didn't feel right. It yeah, didn't feel aligned. It wasn't aligned. It was like, I logically, and this is another thing some people might resonate with is when you're in this place where you start logically just like breaking down, these are the steps that I need to take, but there's not the emotion behind it where you don't feel like, why am I actually doing this? Like, why does it actually matter? And I tried to get myself to a deeper why this actually mattered, but it was truthfully just my body and my mind was like, you need to make a change. Like you need to do this, even though you're scared. And some of you are in this situation right now where maybe you just need to deep, more deeply connect with why you're actually doing something, whether that is in the entrepreneurial space or that's your blog that you have or your podcast that you're doing or why you want to go back to school or you want to start that nonprofit, whatever it is, right? You need to more deeply connect with why you're actually doing this because you're just methodically going through the motions. And it feels very different when you're doing something to like do it versus doing it to get it done. So some of you, you got to dig deeper into your why. I tried that. And what I realized is it wasn't that I needed to dig any deeper. It was literally that I was now no longer in alignment. So I had to make a change. And that was so freaking scary. Tell them, like, I mean, just real honesty of like, I would come to you and I'm like, I'd, how am I going to do this? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, it was such a, just a crazy time because it was like, you had, you'd done all these jumps and you had proof that you were willing to take these risks and willing to follow through with it. But at the same time, there was all of this like history with this business and with this company that it was like, how can I move away from that? And I don't know what the next thing is. I don't, I didn't have, cause that's the one thing with network marketing that, you know, oftentimes that other types of businesses and entrepreneurship doesn't have is a path for you to follow, which is okay. If I follow this path, I can see where I'm going. And ironically, someone like me is, I love that concept. I, I'm a little bit more like Cena where the risk is kind of uncomfortable sometimes. And I yeah. almost need to see the path in front of me, but you had this kind of like weird in between where it was like, you didn't need to know exactly where it was going, but it was also like, I don't even know what next month is going to look like. How do I, how do I do all of this? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And, and I think like that risk point is really important where I'm, this is why I get really frustrated when people say like jump and the net will appear, or just like quit yeah. your job, like screw it, follow your dreams. I get the mindset of it, but I just don't think that most people are that comfortable with risk. I happen to like individually be very comfortable with risk, but like for you, Jackie, like when you're making a change, how in your head do you navigate it as someone who is a little bit, a little bit less comfortable? You're pretty risky. You're kind of risky <laughs> business, but you're, but you're less comfortable with risk than me. Um, when you're feeling like, holy crap, there's something that I need to make a change in. How, like, how do you navigate that? I think it's kind of ironic that we brought up the point, you know, back in 2014, when you came and said, should I do this network marketing business where it was like, it's going to the person that is going to give you that belief. So at the time it was, I had so much belief in you that I knew this was a great opportunity and you would crush it and you would do all these things. So I was able to kind of give you that confidence to make the risky choice because moving into that, you know, it, it isn't a traditional thing and it wasn't for a long time. And so for me, it's, you know, you're the person that I go to now where, what do we think about this? How, how do we see this playing out? What are kind of some of the options, like almost talking through and playing out all the different possibilities and then asking myself, is there anything so bad with any of these outcomes that it isn't worth trying? And I think Ooh, that's, that's, that's a big so good. Yeah. Cause it's like, you, I think about, I play out where I'm currently at and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. So, okay, this isn't, this isn't the option. So what's B, C, D, and E is any of those remotely better than where I am now? If the answer is yes, then I'm trying them. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you don't have to try it as like a massive pivot. Like you don't have to like quit your job. Like you can try, there's so much power in trying things out for his size of like just having that conversation or even entertaining. And like Cena and I talked about this in Monday's episode of like just entertaining the idea of like, what's it like to dream again? What's it like to think about other things if you don't feel like you're in alignment? So for those of you that like some of you that need to dig deeper into the why, why you're doing something and you need to stay on the path that you're on because it is aligned. Um, and then some of you might need to actually make a change and understand that it feels so uncomfortable to make a change. And it feels especially if you've been doing something for a while or if you've seen success in the thing that you're in, whether that's like you're crushing it in marketing and you want to all of a sudden go be an artist, right? Or you're crushing it as a blogger and now all of a sudden you want to get into something like something completely unrelated. Like when you're doing something new for the first time, even if it's just something on the side, it's going to be really hard at first because of that major transition. But I think it's like giving ourselves like the gift of, let me just try because like you said, play it all out. What is the worst thing that's going to happen? All of these things, like what is the absolute worst thing that's going to happen? You don't like it and then that's okay, right? Or you go or you switch back to the thing that you were doing previously. You try it out. It doesn't work out. (laughs) Yeah. You already don't like the thing that you're doing now. So you might as well try something else you don't like. So true. Hey girl, I hope you're loving this conversation with Jackie as much as I am. I think it's really important that we showcase on this podcast real, honest conversations, right? This podcast is a come with me, not a look at me, I've got it all figured out type of podcast. So I hope you're vibing with this. And if you are looking for more connection and support and female friendships, I've got to make sure that you're in the loop about my membership group, which is called She Goes Community. It's designed for side hustlers, entrepreneurs, and women who want more. So if you are looking to connect with other ambitious women, maybe you are an Etsy shop owner, you're a network marketing, you're a blogger, you're a podcaster, you're building something on the side, or you are just like, I've got this gut feeling that I want more, but I'm lacking clarity, right? Or maybe you just need more direction. You need to be connected with women that just get it, that want to support you. And don't think that your ideas are crazy, but instead want to cheer you on and support you every single step of the way. You need to be part of this membership community. It's going to be your jam. And what's so cool about it is it's literally designed for busy women. And we kept the price point ridiculously low because we've got a big mission of what we're going to do of connecting women from all across the globe that are ambitious go-getters like you and I. So what we do is every Tuesday, I do a live Q&A in our Facebook community where I answer any of your questions about life, business, relationships, whatever you got. And then every Thursday, we do a live workshop. They're always recorded, but you can jump on via Zoom. It's hosted by either me or a guest speaker or an industry leader, New York Times bestselling author. And we talk about the topics of business, mindset, vision, and health. Because I think those core topics are so important for building a life that you're obsessed with. And in this community, you get to meet friends. Like so many women message me that they're like, I met a new best friend in this community that just gets me. And I feel understood and seen and heard. And gosh, there's so much importance in the environment that you create for yourself in your head and with who you surround yourself with. So I want to connect you with more women that get it. I want to give you more tools to support you. And this is a really cool way for us to get to connect. And it's only 17 bucks to be a member of Shigo's community right now. So if you want in, come snag your spot. We're open for registration right now. You can get immediate access if you head to kajafitzgerald.com 
slash community, or you can check the show notes for the link. Or of course, you can always DM me on Instagram. I've got your back. I would love to get to know you better and to connect you with more women that just get it and make you feel supported. So without further ado, I hope to see you in our community. And we're going to jump back in to today's episode with Jackie. You made me think of this thing too, that I think really helps me And it's this concept of like thinking, you know, five, 10, 15, that ideal life, like, you know, in 20 years, what's my ideal life and is what I'm doing now in alignment with that. And if the answer is no, what, why am I staying in this? So it's like, whether that is how your day-to-day goes, your ability to travel, the place you live, the type of relationships you have, like all of these different things, like really map it out. When I wake up in the morning, it looks like this. It feels like this. When I go to work, it looks and feels like, and if what you're currently doing does not align with that it is worth it now to try some of the things that could get you to that point, even if you don't know what the middle looks like. Yes. And and it, it's that in itself where it's like, if what I'm doing today is not getting me closer to where I want to be, then I need to make a change. If, if we're, what I'm doing today is not making me have any movement, but a lot of people are doing something that's getting them further from where they actually want to be. Right. So it's kind of like asking yourself if how I'm showing up in my life and my career and my relationships and my health is getting me closer or not, um, then I have to take radical responsibility to make the change. But sometimes when we feel that like resistance at first when we're changing or transitioning, we think that that resistance or that uncomfortable feeling means that it's the wrong move. But it's not the wrong move, right? It's just, that's how change and growth feels. It's like just so uncomfortable because we're just not wired for uncertainty to your point of like you, most of us want to know kind of what's coming next of like, if I make this move, what are my options? What's this going to be? And that gives us a lot of this, like more certainty or more belief that we're in control and lessens our anxiety. But when we don't have that, when we're making a change, like even Cena right now, right? Like we know he wants to do some things with Shigo's company. He's got a lot of things that he's interested in. We've got some entrepreneurial things that we want to do together and like all these ideas, but we don't have a concrete plan, right? So it's like all of the emotions that come with that are like, I hope this works out. If it doesn't, what's our game plan? Well, we don't really actually know full transparency. And that's what makes it even more fulfilling because you're willing to bet on yourself. And gosh, that feels so good. And so like exhilarating. It's like anything, right? Like when we moved from San Diego, like when I called you, I'm like, we're going to move to Texas. (laughs) Like, like, all right, let's go, you know? And it was because of exactly what you said. The the life that we were living and building wasn't in alignment for the future that we actually wanted. We weren't getting closer to where we wanted to be. So we were willing to make that change knowing that means we've got to be in a brand new city. I'm going to be like, hi, I'm Keisha. I'm new here. You got to make new friends. You got to do all this stuff. You got to adjust and not even know how to, they call the freeways different things in Texas than they do <laughs> on the West coast. Like, I don't even know. They call it like the, the five, like the five, the nine. I don't even know. So, so much of it is adapting to that. You know, I think another really interesting point of that too, just with using kind of this word of uncomfortable and it's like people, you know, use it oftentimes as like an excuse to like, Oh, it feels too uncomfortable to do that. But uncomfortable, it has such this like negative connotation, but it really doesn't because when you think about how do you feel right now in this stuck place that you're not happy in probably uncomfortable. If your certainty is okay, I know what these next five years look like and I'm not happy with it that's uncomfortable. Like certainty can be uncomfortable. So like, why do we only give uncomfortable a negative rap when it's on the other side of it, of trying something new, pivoting out, trying, you know, doing something risky 
when the other side is just as uncomfortable, but people are like, but that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable over here. Yeah. Cause it's like, we would rather stick in this uncomfortable known than go to an uncomfortable unknown, even if we know it could be better. Right. It's but just like, as, <laughs> yeah, but as humans, it's like, you're literally just going to have to choose which one do I want to feel? Do Because if I'm going to choose to stay in something that's uncomfortable for me or something that I know is not aligned, then you already know the feelings that you have and understand that as a human, your brain is wired to keep you there. So you're going to have to push against your natural, like primal brain that wants to keep you in the known and then move into what is also like Jackie, you just said also uncomfortable, but you don't know the outcome yet and it could be vastly better than what you know, but you're going to have to push through that because you don't, because you've never navigated those feelings before. And I think we just need to normalize the idea of changing your mind. We need to normalize the idea of like how just uncomfortable it is to stay, but also how uncomfortable it is to grow, but how choosing the uncomfortable option that could result in a better outcome seems like a better idea (laughs) to me, right? At least give yourself a shot. Yeah. 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 And if you're in this season right now where you're just like, oh, like, I don't know, like what I want to do. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm all over the place. I hear you. Welcome to the club. It's called being human. There's 7 billion of us. Um, But on top of that, it's like something that's been really powerful for me too, besides this concept that my grandma had shared with me of like problems to fix is actually thinking about like, what are some of the things that you like to do when you were a little girl? What are some of the things that you've been like mildly interested in? And would that be worth your time to start trying those things out for size on the side of the full-time thing that you're doing now? Whether that is raising two, like you're a stay-at-home mom and you're raising multiple kids and you're like, I barely have any time. Can you block off just a little bit of time to start getting um, more in alignment because you're trying things out that you're mildly curious in rather than choosing to stay stuck, knowing that it's going to feel uncomfortable, but the result could be massively fulfilling for you. I think a really interesting thing on the little girl thing too, because I know I was one of these people who really confused that concept with, well, I never had a, I wasn't the little girl that was like, well, I'm going to be a doctor or a dentist or a zookeeper or whatever it was. Like I never had like a specific thing that I wanted to do. But then when I really started, especially this life that we're creating and all these transitions that I'm going through too, and all these things, I'm recognizing the feelings of how I'm feeling towards this career path and these things that I'm doing and remembering as a little girl that's what it, I wanted to feel those things. I had this like concept of how life should look and feel and be. And I'm now building that and it's tapping into those. So if you're the girl that's like, yeah. well, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was a little girl. Well, what did you think life would feel like when you were an adult and tapping Ooh. into that? Wait, okay. Give, give them an example of that for like anyone that's like, I don't connect. Cause there are a lot of people listening to this that will hear me say, well, like I wanted to like have a talk show and I wanted to make an impact. I want to do all these things. And I'm starting to kind of do some of those things in a weird way. But I think you saying I didn't have an actual career that I wanted, or I wasn't entrepreneurial. Like I wasn't trying to do these things, but I knew the feeling that I wanted. That is so good. Tell them like an, what's like an example that someone might be. Yeah. I mean, I remember like thinking about it now. It's like as a little girl, I wanted to, I remember, and this is going to sound so cheesy, but it was, I want, I remember feeling like I wanted to feel really proud of my career, really excited for my career. And I envisioned there would probably travel elements and freedom elements. And it was, I was going to be this like, it's a outused phrase now, but like girl bossy person that was just yeah. like running the world and just like having these like really big ambitions and dreams. And now that we're like really building that and doing those things, it's kind of, 
recognizing it was like, yeah, as a little girl and being excited about like showing up to work and being really involved in these like details and all these things and just those types of like little tidbits and emotions, but there was never something specific to it. Yeah. Okay. That's huge too, because even like the skill sets that you had when you were little or the things that you've been really excited about, because a lot of times it's like, are you actually doing things in your day-to-day life, in your career that are aligned with your natural skill sets? Because I know a lot of the reason that I felt resistance, like when I was in project management and engineering was like, I was not using my natural skill sets, which is like, I'm so enthusiastic and I love to like lift people. I mean, I just like didn't get to do that when I was like, what is your budget on your project? Right. (laughs) And for you, you also, you really love like details and planning and you love bringing people together. And it's like some of those skill sets you were utilizing back when you were working in recruiting, some of those skill sets you were using in network marketing and some of those skill sets are, and now you're kind of combining a lot of those skill sets with what we're doing together at She Goes. So it's, it's really interesting if, if you're struggling to think of like, are you actually using the skill sets? Do you actually have the feelings that you wanted? And if you don't, how can you take radical responsibility to make some sort of change? Yes. And finding like, maybe it doesn't mean starting your own totally new business, but finding someone that is doing something that needs your help. And I think that's a big one too, where it's like, you know, you and I always talk about how our skills are so complementary of each other because we can't, like, I could never, or I don't say I could never do, but I, I, I wouldn't thrive in doing how you you're doing this and what you're able to, how you're able to show up and all of these things. But ironically, the, she goes, needs the person that has my skill set too. this like back in planning and details and organization and the events that we're going to be doing eventually, and like all these different things. That's like, we are thriving together. So if you're like, well, maybe my best friend isn't an entrepreneur. Okay. But there is entrepreneurs out there that you can go find or other businesses, somebody that needs your skill. And if you have the personality to just own those skills, you don't need years of experience in it. You can show up with those confidence and say, here's how I can help you get to the next level and then thrive in that role. Ooh. That is so good. The self-awareness aspect of it too, because what's interesting is like when I kind of felt this feeling of not feeling aligned with building the network marketing business that I was building, I started this podcast partially as an outlet for myself, um, really because I didn't feel like there was a lot of podcasts that were kind of like, come with me, let's figure this out together versus look at me, which is why you and I are having this like very candid conversation that's like not scripted at all. Um, <laughs> and just talking about this, um, but also because I wanted to figure out like what I could be actually passionate about. And I wanted to figure out like what that next thing was going to be. But I think what's really important to take from what Jackie just said is like getting self-aware enough of what you actually want. Because I remember us having conversations early on when I started this podcast and I started to dream up this idea of She Goes Company, which first launched in January of 2020 with a planner, which wasn't, wasn't the best decision. It worked out, but like for those of you that bought a planner, thank you. Um, it was a weird (laughs) thing. And then a membership community, which has crushed it. Um, it started with those things. And then I remember even just thinking like, Jackie, like we're going to, we could do this together. Like I could bring you in eventually to do this, but you're so self-aware enough to know, I don't want to be the one that's maybe like doing the keynote on the stage. I want to be organizing everything on the back end. I'd rather MC the event. And it's like you even telling me that I was like, oh yeah, 
oh yeah, that's like what you actually want to do. And so for anyone listening to this, like understand that you can craft this amazing life that you're obsessed with, but a lot of it is also going to come from not just understanding that growth is uncomfortable and all of these things and taking radical responsibility, but being self-aware enough of what your life and what you like, um, will actually feel like so that it feels alignment in alignment for you. Because Jackie and I have been best friends for 14 years and the things that I want are actually a little bit different than the things that she wants in terms of how we actually show up to each day. If I was doing some of the things that Jackie's doing for She Goes, which I was doing for a while, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot for me because it's not in line with my natural skill set. I'm not a very organized by nature person, even in general. And for you, you're a little bit less like you want a little bit more structure and I'm a little more like YOLO in terms of like, you know, speaking and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's a good reminder of like, just because your best friend or your sister or someone else wants a certain lifestyle or has a certain skill set or has a certain dream, that doesn't mean that it's going to look exactly like yours. And that's yeah. really important to remember. And go out there and find it. I mean, that's really, I mean, yeah. there's just, there's also just not enough women asking for what they want. I mean, there's that whole stat around like, there's a job description and a guy will apply if he meets like one of the qualifications and a girl will only apply or a woman will only apply if she meets like 99% of them. And it's like, girl, get like, figure out exactly what you want, who you are and why you would crush it at that. And then go own that. And I promise you more doors are going to open for you and you're going to get the opportunity to try it firsthand. And if you don't do good at it or you fail it or whatever, who cares? You move on to the next thing. Like really, there's no risk in doing it and don't wait until you feel like you have it all figured out yeah. to go try it on and go ask for the opportunity. And and because you literally can never have it all figured out anyway. So like, I mean, yeah. you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. Like how much time are you wasting just waiting around to think like, well, maybe I'm going to start this when it's perfectly aligned from a timing perspective or when I'm qualified. It's like a lot, like be, first of all, if you're an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur means you qualify yourself in the process. You literally can't learn how to do this. Like you're figuring it out as you go. And even if you're not in the entrepreneurial space or a side hustler or anything like that, it's still reminding yourself that you literally have one shot here. And there are men that are very comfortable with going after that job and you're literally waiting to get qualified. We need more women showing up and sharing their light and actually going for it because it's really hard to be what you can't see, right? So it does come down to also like a woman's issue and predominantly like what 99% of people that listen to this podcast are women. If you are interested in launching a podcast, I can help you out. We've got a course, but beyond that, only 20% of podcasters are female. So we need your voice. We need you to get out of your own damn way. Understand that growth is going to be messy and confusing and pivots are tough and change is like, oh, it's wild and all the feels that come up from it. But gosh, what is the point here? Like to get to the end and be like, wow, I made it or get to the end and be like, I freaking showed up and I used every single ounce of potential that I was gifted. And I took the dream that was put on my heart that didn't look like anybody else's. And I truly believed that I was qualified to make it happen because I was willing to start when I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was willing to start when other people weren't going to understand it. I was willing to start even when I knew that I could stay in what I already know. And that would be easier because we it's already known or I could jump and leap into something that's more aligned and more fulfilling. And I just want that for everyone, you know? Yeah. And you also, you recognized a gap in the industry and you said, I don't see a person like me in this. So I'm going to go be this person. So also if you're a woman that's connecting with this journey, it's, 
if you're like, well, I don't know, I've never seen anyone do it, then go be her because there's a lot of women like you that are probably having the same fear and yes. maybe you need to be that person for someone else. So go be what you're not seeing in the industry. Yeah. Yes. It's, if it's not being represented, maybe it's because you're supposed to be the representation. Yo. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Definitely let us know if this type of episode style is helpful for you. Jackie is here visiting me in Austin and we were like, let's just jump on and just record a really raw, honest conversation about whatever we just talked about for a while <laughs> all over the place. So yeah, tag us on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Slide into my DMs. You know, I love hearing uh, what you think about the podcast and I'm so grateful for you and all of your support. Jackie, I will see you in the living room. <laughs> thank you so much for listening in if you love this episode it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so i can personally thank you for helping me get the message out i am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you girl so until next time i'll talk to you soon